The Chet Topic Podcast Network. Prepare to be amazed. Prepare to laugh. Prepare to be offended. Go f*** yourself. But most of all, prepare to be entertained. Chet Kopik, Jeff Pinkus. This is Unscripted and In Your Face. Well, welcome once again to the show that the Terre Haute Tribune says is perhaps the worst exhibition of broadcasting known to man. Welcome to uh, Unscripted and In Your Face, starring my good friend... uh, Jeff Pinkus, who once again is uh, outfitted by Motown circa 1966. Let me tell you, Pinker. I'm endorsing I mean, them. The, the, the red shirt. Yes. The red shirt. Yes. Um, it's going to come back. It is. But if it doesn't, put it in your closet, because eventually when you wind up in the nursing home and you're dealing with the plastic spoons, the chicks who are 75 are going to go nuts the, over the, this shirt. The chicks 75 go nuts now. That's my demo. I love the chick seventy five. They got the money. That's that's the only problem we have with the show right now is our our target demo is eighteen to forty nine. Unfortunately, the demo the demo we're getting right now is old enough to recall when Harry Truman was a virgin. Harry Truman was a you could you you could take a couple lessons from him too. He was a haberdasher. Harry Truman owned a clothing store. You better believe he was. He was yeah. hot. He was really could dress. He was the pride and joy of what uh, Joplin, Missouri. I believe you're correct, James. Well, who the hell cares? I believe you're correct. Anyway, uh, you made, you know, I, I have to give you, hang on, hang on, I'm going to go first here. i got to give you credit. You made a, a very astute observation on your Facebook page today about the Chicago Bears and Brett Favre. Why don't you tell our audience? Well, it's it's pathetically embarrassing, and it very. shows why. You know, uh, the phraseology about monsters of the midway, and everybody thinks about Hallis and Sid Luckman and Bronco Nagurski and Red Big Grange Butkus. and Gale and Crunch okay. Butkus and, you know, Walter and Mama's Boy Otis and uh, the Punky QB. Uh, gang, hello. Are you ready for this? Since the Bears won their last uh, world title under George Hallis, that mm-hmm. was December 29th, 1963. And to answer the question, I know you want to ask. Yes, yes you were there. I was there. Yes. The Bears have played in a grand total of 21 playoff games. So that's for 47 years. For 47 years. Mm-hmm. For for a cornerstone locked in franchise. 21. 21 playoff games. Okay. Brett Favre, this weekend in New Orleans playing in his 25th career postseason game. By the way, Favre has thrown 40, as we speak right now, Favre has thrown 47 career playoff touchdowns. I don't think the Bears have 25 career playoff touchdowns in their entire history. <laughs> How sad. How sad for you, season. And, and they're going to raise the prices next year. Well, you know, what, what it amounts to is this. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm a big Bear fan, as people know, and I've, I've gone to a lot of ball games the whole nine yards. But this, this whole myth about Monsters of the Midway and how tough the, 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 Bears the, the rugged Chicago Bears are, if you go back to even further, to 1946 when they won their last title with Sid Luckman at quarterback, Pinker, since 1946, this franchise has been... I, it's a living, breathing, their picture should be in Webster's as the very definition of mediocre. So what, branding, it's branding. It's all branding. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and the McCaskies didn't have a darn thing to do uh, with it. Uh, it's all branding, my friend. Let me tell you, it's no different than you go out to the grocery store and you buy a head of lettuce for a dollar and a quarter. Listen to this. Listen to this analogy. You'll like it. I have no idea where the hell this one is going. Well, I have to. And fo- if you tell me, you do your line. I have to follow you all the time, from <laughs> from Askan Landers to Lakeisha to to Puerto Vallarta to time. So you'll follow. Me. You'll you'll appreciate this. It's branding. You buy a head of lettuce. How much is a bag of lettuce? Hundred lettuce. A hundred dollar twenty five. Then how many schmucks pay three ninety nine for the lettuce to be cut up and put in a bag? Branding. It like it's better. 
It's all branding. That's what it is. That's what it is. You don't like my analogy. I can tell what that wise is. No, I think it makes for a very, very uh, strong 2010 marketing campaign <laughs> for the Chicago Bears. Love the Bears. Love we're even the better than chopped lettuce. It's true. It's <laughs> terrible. They're they're mediocre. What they are is chopped liver. Oh, they're they're mediocre at best. You're 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 right. And Brett Favre, love him, hate him. He's fabulous. Hey, you know what? Listen, he's Brett a Favre, winner. Brett Favre didn't winner. cost the Minnesota Vikings a dime this year. Now he's on the book for twelve million bucks. But number one, he's got the Vikes in the National Football Conference title game. Correct. Think of all the ancillary benefit with jerseys. Think about the talkability. The fact that Ziggy Wilf is trying to get a new ballpark built right now. If Wilf went to Favre and said, "You know what?" Um, and he couldn't do this based on National Football League rules. But if he went to Favre and said, "Here's an extra thirteen million, it would still be a cheap buy. You're right. He they got him for nothing, and that's what a lot of people don't understand about the money, the ancillary benefits of paying a guy big money. Look at not not, not to change stuff, but look at a kid like Patrick Kane. He's only the second in the Blackhawks. He's only the I believe the second. I think Crosby does maybe the first to have his own line of skates. The six million they're paying, the six million, his own line of skates. Oh, hey, listen, when the Hawks, when the Hawks went to Finland, Jay Blunk, their their senior VP, and John McDonough told me, Europe is cane crazy. Okay, so all I'm saying is what what people don't realize is yes, it's all an investment. They talk about paying people like Conan or Johnny Carson or Jay Leno twenty, twenty five, thirty million. If it's like a commission, if they're making thirty million, the corporation's making three or four hundred million. They just don't pay most guys ten, twelve, fourteen million dollars. It's ROI, it's return on investment. That's what the fan doesn't see. Like you said, the jerseys or the well, that's that's why people get bitched and get pissed off about Major League Baseball. About and any, NBA basketball. About anything. About because, anything. you know what, if, listen, David Letterman, everybody will say, well, you know, Leno has clobbered Letterman in the ratings for years. Hello, in the Target demo, 18 to 49, Letterman has always owned that demo. That's right. And now, he makes approximately 40 25, mil- 30, 35, 40 yeah, million a yeah, year. That's correct. For that show. And what does he think he brings it's in a CBS? Cheap buy. It's a cheap buy from this perspective. If CBS lost Letterman today, you tell me how bad the damage was. No, be. they'd get killed. First of all, look what happened they had before Letterman. They were as bad as they were early morning edition. They were nothing. They were hey, who's zero. that guy who's doing a show right now? The, the, uh, Hispanic guy on oh, TNT. I hate him. Trini Lopez. Or- I hate him. Pedro I think, Guerrero. I think George Lopez has as much, uh, George Lopez. He's got as much talent as Jim Belushi. He's awful. Oh, you know what? Then throw in don't, Joe, don't get me started on go, Jim Belushi. Now throw in Joe Piscopo I'm, I'm and you, we have a trifecta. I'm telling you, the, okay. the, the, first the of worst. all, the world according to Jim is the worst television show the worst. in the history of mankind. The worst. With the worst writing. And he, there, there, I, I can't figure this out. And, and Belushi is a very, very bright guy. You know, I, I know that. And, yeah, bright than the no one, no one a little bit. Millions. But Belushi has never made me laugh. Never. He's horrible. You talk about a guy riding on his brother's coattails, and he's in syndication, so he's reaping in the cash. You know, that's the beautiful thing about uh, doing a uh, show. And by the way, for those of you that don't know that, you had the show has to, you have to do a hundred shows before it could get into syndication. That doesn't mean it's going into syndication. Which is that, when you make the real the dough. That's when you make the real, real dough. I mean, when it goes into syndication, sitting home and, and getting paid over and over and over again. You want the nothing. best story I've ever heard about syndication? Think of the old Honeymooners, the original 39, the 39 episodes. Mm-hmm. Art Carney took straight cash. Joyce Randolph, straight cash. Gleason, piece. a piece right. of syndication. Right. Audrey Meadows opted for syndication. Think of how many hundreds of millions 
Hundreds. They both made in syndication. Well, you could say make the same case for people like Mary Tyler Moore, MTM Productions, or Grant Tinker figured that out. Lucy and Desi. I mean, they, the, the estate is still getting paid. It all depends upon the. Look at uh, who I can't stand, but I mean, she made a great deal because of her agent and president, uh, Jeff Jacobs. Look at Dopra. I mean, she picked syndication too. Oprah, by the way, in a social environment, uh, and I've been to a couple of parties where Oprah's been there. She is socially inept. Yeah, because she's not. She's like Obama until the teleprompter goes on. uh, She's nothing. I saw her last summer at the uh, at the at the Olympic rally. I was there with my buddy Dave Abrams from Skybox on Sheffield. Mm -hmm. And uh, the one thing that uh, about Oprah that kind of makes me feel good is this: she does have a fatter ass than I do, or you do, because our asses combined. No, no, I don't. Our asses combined are bigger than Akron, Ohio. That's one thing I don't have. I got a fat stomach. I got a fat leg, but my ass isn't that fat. That's the only you know. And I got hair. But if you talk to your wife, she likes to play pinochle on my ass. You know, it's I mean, nice. Your, your wife <laughs> said, "Forget about a drink. You can, you can, you can, you can stack, you know, six bottles of Dom Perignon." Look, dude. Speaking of my wife, she's not very happy with you. The last two times, you know, I, you dissed her. I had to chat. Can you say hi to Kathy? I mean, come on now. I mean, you could be a little. Kathy, polite. I feel for you. And if I were you, you could be a little. I'd polite. get the attorney and go for his nuts. You could be a little more polite when you, you know, when you see people like Kathy and Frank's wife and not. Well, when, when I walk in, when I walk in to do the man show, yeah, I am focused, baby. At Club Amore, you're Club focused. <laughs> the last time we're at Club Amore and we're doing the show, and this guy walks in, and he's 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 a flea bag operator. The guy he's was, selling wristwatches. Yeah, he bought a book. <laughs> he bought a book. Hey, look at this, man! He I got you know. He's, you bought a book. He had no teeth, but he had a copy of Fat Guys. <laughs> Shouldn't be dancing at halftime. Hey, that's your demo. Guys that sit at home watching the, <laughs> watching TV, watching sports that have no teeth. You know, I, I, I get sick of hearing all the crap about right. demos. Either you got an audience or, or you, you don't. don't. Or you don't. I agree. That's true. And you, you, they're listening yeah, but to you. You know, you know, one thing I, I have learned, Pinker, it just, it just freaking amazing. Hang on, folks. This is going to be big. He's learned something. As you know, about six months ago, what I knew about... Social media, you could put in a thimble and have room for your thumb. All right, so now it's two thimbles. Facebook, Twitter, the mm-hmm. whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. I'm doing interviews now mm-hmm. and having a blast, having a ball, interviewing former Blackhawks for ChicagoBlackhawks.com. I hear that's going very well. It's going extremely well. Who have you gotten besides we, Tom Lysiak? We did Tom Lysiak. We did, we did Troy Murray last weekend. He was to die for. Talked about having over a hundred facial stitches. I mean, he was, he was just a completely open book about, about hockey. And I strongly encourage people as you hear this, it will be up and it'll be, it'll be rocking on the Blackhawks website. Mm-hmm. But kind of interesting. I have had so damn much response to the first interview I did with Tom Lysiak through email, and Facebook. Number twelve. I got I got more response to that interview than to any piece that was written about me in a conventional newspaper about the book I did, Fat Guys. So what did now, you learn? What's the reason? Well, what's, what's what, I, what, I, what I learned is what I learned is if you ain't running to the train depot right now to hop on board with social media, I don't care if you're a broadcaster or you're a freaking plumber. I agree. For God's sakes, <clears throat> like I, I checked out one of our urban papers today, and mm-hmm. I, I don't want to name the name and the whole nine yards, but. None of their sports writers are on Facebook. I couldn't believe it. I think, um, I'm just thinking about, I think Barry Rosner is. Yeah, Ros is on Facebook. Uh, Mark Gonzalez, terrific baseball writer for the Tribune. He's on Facebook. But, I mean, it stands to I reason. I understand what you're saying. You that, me, that me as a sports guy, every day I get a request to be a friend of Megan Mawicki. 
Now, Megan Malky is everything I hate about this business. She doesn't know a damn thing about sports. She's only on because she has a reasonably tight butt, and she's blonde. But you're telling everybody to get on it, so she got on it, too. No, I mean, every day I see this picture of, it's either Megan Mowicki or Terry Boers, and Terry Boers makes... You're a good friend. Terry Boers makes Don Vito Corleone and the Godfather right now look like a, look like a young Robert Redford. He's yeah. so fried. He is. Ten- I don't know what he's drinking, but it's got to be cheap booze. Boers and Bernstein. Ten years they've been on, I hear. Did you bring him in the business? Well, what, I, what I did was, when, when, when McNeil, when Mac was my producer at the old loop during the mm-hmm. Halcyon day, the, hell, the, the Brand Meyer, and, uh, you know, Kev and Stephen Gary and myself, what we did was, we gave Boars a platform on my show all the time. And we brought up the humor in Boars, and when I got pitched by the score, I told them, you should hire Terry Boars. You want to know what thanks I got? Yeah, f- uh, F-U. None. 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 We have not spoken in 17 years. Nice man. He is a total jerk-off. Hey, speaking of... Redefines the word. All right, let me ask you this. What do you think about uh, interesting, very interesting rumors going around the city of Chicago? Johnny B got a tour of the um, of the WGN studios on Saturday with Kevin Matheny. Just for enough people to be there, for the few enough staffers to see, for people to write about. You well, think I, I think, you know, what's, what's interesting to me and what, what in, intrigued me about the story is this. If you want Brandmeier, you're not going to throw him in the afternoon drive because you don't want the Cub preemptions. Where are you going to throw him? you got to put him in the morning, which means you've got to take Peg Vomit's guy, Kevin Matheny's guy, and blow him out. But they just blew out... Uh... Unless, you, unless, you, unless you blow out Williams and put the new morning guy in his slot, okay. or you blow out Cochran. That's where I think's going. I think, I mean, I don't know. I like, see, I like Cochran. I like Cochran too. I'm just saying, the, but I'm just talking yeah, about. You know what the problem is with WGN? Is that they're, they're trying so hard to capture the WBBM demo. And there are such repetitive stops that Once for, you, for, 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 for a guy like Brandmeier who's bit oriented. I couldn't agree more. It, Five minutes it, and he's it, out. It doesn't lend itself to what no. Johnny does. They're going to have to uh, revamp it or whatever. But I just find it very interesting. Gosh, Johnny, and just talking, you know, WGN, you know, in, 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 they're the great station, but, and I'm not saying that because I listen to it because of their history. That's kind of always like the station my dad listened to, you know? And now I'm thinking about Brandmar being there. To me, it's just very interesting conversation. Well, if you're going to go for Brandmar, you may as well go for Dahl. Yes. Well, he's still getting paid. I would, I would team Dahl and Meyer. Yeah. And what a bring, bring him back with a flourish. So you think, so do you think Brandmar is going to go there? Uh, right now, I would put it on the board if I was a handicapper. I would say it's um, even money, maybe four to five. Okay. Yeah, in other words, I think I think he will go there. Uh, Pinker, we have something here from our good friend Ask Amy, which I thought. Uh, Ask Amy Jacobs. Yeah, this time it's um, uh, we're going to call dear Amy, dear Pinker. Now, dear Pinker, I am. You're responding. stealing this bit from our ex overnight show. I used to do this overnight about uh, dear Pinker. I like that. Go ahead. You well, must be you know, listening at three thirty. I, I stole this with Boom Boom Mancini, which is just one more reason besides that scumbag David Hernandez that Chicago Sports Web. Uh, they're raining him today at three o'clock at the Dirksen Federal Building. Or is it raining? There, there are still plenty of you know good seats available. You don't want to go with me because, well, I know you have a podcast. Are, are you actually going to go? I, I not without you. I want to be there with you. I, I I just don't want to go. You know what I mean? It's a it's a chapter. It's gone. And okay. Too much. What too are, much bad. All right, before you get to asking me, tell me quickly what they're doing. What, what's he, what's he appearing in court for? I I would imagine it's just going to be another uh, series of pretrial motions. Okay. But it might, you know, hey, listen, maybe his attorney has cut a deal with the feds, mm-hmm. and maybe they're going to present it to the bench and say, hey, listen, you know, game set and match. We can save the uh, uh, we can save the state or whatever uh, the mm-hmm. trial and. Yeah. 
uh, it's over. He'll get 15 years, I figure. Just guessing. Totally. Well, I, 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 I was trying to figure out last night, thinking about a plea bargain. I would think you could probably plea him down to about six years. Okay, thank you, um, Perry Mason. All right, what do you got for Ask Amy here? Well, it's it's now it's Ask Pinker. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't scare you away. <laughs> I, I'm scared. <laughs> you know, I don't know what the hell will. Dear Pinker, I am responding to uh, Still Looking, the man who wanted to marry a virgin. Uh, I am 44 years old, a married man with three kids. Looking implies that all women who have premarital sex have low self-esteem and low self-respect. He doesn't, however, mention anything about men. Am I to think that my wife and I both have no self-respect and low self-esteem because we had premarital sex uh, with each other and with other partners prior to being exclusive, or only my wife because she is female? There is nothing wrong with being old-fashioned. There is something wrong about labeling people based on those beliefs. Why would you print a letter that stupid? Especially from a guy. Did a guy print this letter? Who was he, Billy Graham, for yeah. heaven's sakes? Pat Robertson. <laughs> What's wrong with having premarital sex? It's the most wonderful thing in the world. It's, it's the reason the 60s were so much fun. That's right. On and LSD the 70s. And, and mushrooms in there, you rocked and rolled. And yeah, and we, and, we, and we thought in a guy defeat it was going to last forever. And it did. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing... You played on the way up here. Hey, by the way, do you know that the the famous dun 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 You know how old the guitar player was on that? Fifteen. Terrific. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate that. You're a world now. Just shove it up your fat freaking Barrington. You know, ultra social. I think I'm wealthy. You know, I'm better than you are. I'm not wealthy at all. At all, just because everybody lives in Barrington, not everybody's wealthy up there. Just like people from uh, from Northfield, They're like where you grew I, up. I, I was absolutely the poorest kid ever raised in Northfield. Oh, so, well, I'm the poorest fa- uh, father in Barrington. But back to this uh, premarital sex thing. Nothing wrong with you, sir. It's a great thing. I wish you would have had more. Hey, of it. listen. For heaven's sakes, go out and get your rocks off. Absolutely. And if and if your wife is doing guys because you got a little drunk, who you know, what's the big deal? I know we're running a little long, but there's something I want to mention about you talking about premarital sex, and you mentioned about Facebook. Honest to God, yesterday, just yesterday, two women came now. Two women came out of the woodwork about uh, that are my friends on Facebook. One is coming on the show on a week from Sunday. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's when you should come on, not this Sunday. A week from Sunday, and she has all this proof and all of this evidence on how. And she wasn't being negative, actually, about how many people are so miserable and reconnecting with old flames and old girlfriends and oh. ex, and all oh, the affairs oh, oh. and things that are she going on. She is so right on. She is. She is spot on to beat the and, band. And all these things and how people play it safe because you can message in the beginning and let's have coffee and, 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 and pa, pa, pa. you know, it's that whole kind of romance thing. It's kind of safe and all this instant messaging. It's like the old chat rooms. Yeah, but you know what? It's not necessarily always a win. I'm not saying it's a like, win. I'm uh, just saying... I, I, I have a friend on one of these social media sites whose name is Candy. Yeah. Now, that sounds pretty good, right? I like it. I mean, for openers, you, you don't I want... I like a, chicks you, named You Candy. don't want a Gertrude or a Dolores. No. You want, you want Candy. Jamie's, Candy's, you know, I mean, that's maybe maybe Debbie's, you know. You want, uh, babes who just on name alone sound horny and, you know, hot. Get, get, a, get a couple of belts in them and tell them, yeah. you know, you, people don't really appreciate you, and now let's go to the Motel 6. Isn't it easy? They, Isn't it easy? You know, when we can still get 12 bucks for three you know, hours. I don't blame you for being insecure. Well, there's this candy. This, this, this candy. Shut the bleep up. You know what? I, I hate you. <laughs> Why? I really just genuinely don't like you. Why? 
That's what you, that's, see, why, why? Well, anyway, you know, I, I, I reconnect with Candy, my old, one of my old flames from oh, high school. Oh, it was an old flame. Candy see. now, Candy now is at a point in time where she looks like, uh, George Hallis just before he kicked. <laughs> you know who I just reconnected with? She's hot man for 76. Mamie Van Doren. <laughs> <laughs> Mamie Van Doren. You know who she used to be married to? True. Peter Marshall's son when he played for the Cubs. And his right. name was Pete Lecoq. Pete Lecoq. That's true. Mamie Van Doren. Pete Maybe Lecoq. Van Am I right What or wrong? could be more natural than that? There you go. Okay. Well, once again, we will join you in a few days with more of this intellectual banter on the program labeled The Undisputed Truth. Unscripted. Unscripted and in your face. We'd like to thank our tech man, uh, Dan Levy, who uh, actually showed up sober today, which in and of itself is a major story. So long, everybody. Hey, see you later, folks.